This is episode 536 of the AWS podcast, released on July 17, 2022. Join us for two days of cloud security, identity, compliance, and privacy at AWS Reinforce on July 26th to 27th in Boston, Massachusetts. Go to reinforce.awsevents.com to learn more and register. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official AWS podcast. We got some really exciting updates with our very own data warehouse service in the cloud called Amazon Redshift. My name is Hanwin Lochran, and I am joined by Ashish Agarwal. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do at Amazon Web Services? I, I'm one of the senior technical product managers in the Redshift service team. So I help, uh, you know, work to this Redshift serverless offering uh, throughout the last year. And I also work on the autonomic pieces for Redshift area. Cool. So I'm really excited about this one. We are here to discuss a long-awaited insightful service update called Amazon Redshift Serverless. Super thrilled about this one. There's a lot of customers that are waiting for this, including my own, to be able to do data analytics in the cloud at scale. So first of all, tell us a little bit about Amazon Redshift. What, what is it? So Han, uh, Amazon Redshift is a fast, easy and in a widely used cloud data warehouse. It uses SQL to analyze structured and semi-structured data across data warehouses, operational databases, data lakes, using the AWS designed hardware and machine learning to deliver best price performance at any scale. So we have tens and thousands of customers today that rely on, on Amazon Redshift to analyze exabytes of data, they run complex analytical queries. So it's one of the most widely used cloud data warehouse. Awesome. So who are the typical users of Amazon Redshift that you've seen? It's it's across uh, various industries from financial, e-commerce, capital markets, uh, startups, and across the geography as well. And our users are, you know, uh, data analysts, developers, business professionals, data scientists. Anyone who has a need to analyze data are our users. That makes sense for sure. So from that, what are some of the common use cases that the customers are trying to solve for across the industries and markets that you've seen? So the use cases that uh, uh, customers typically try to resolve are the you know, like the dashboarding use cases, uh, real-time analytics use cases, or doing machine learning, trying to get insights into the data, trying to build uh, reports out of their large data sets, or sharing data among different business units, organizations, or their partners. So these are some of the common use cases that we see our customers using on, on Redshift. 
Gotcha. And uh, back in the day, I used to work with a data warehousing or business intelligence team to ingest, curate data, then build reports and dashboard for things like GL reconciliation, consumer insights, marketing analytics, et cetera. You know, basically what you were talking about, some of those use cases. So it could be time consuming and required quite a bit of storage and compute. So how has data warehousing evolved or been reinvented with Amazon Redshift? Uh, great question. So, you know, as 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 you mentioned, you know, data has grown from terabytes to petabytes to exabytes. Okay. So even before that, in 2012, when Amazon Redshift was introduced, customers, you know, needed a cost-effective way to run analytical queries on a very large volume of data. So in 2012, Amazon Redshift launched the first version of massively parallel processing cloud data warehouse at the lowest price performance at that time that those use cases were very difficult to solve on premises now as time progressed you know uh, the data size grew dramatically exponentially from terabytes to petabytes to exabytes and typical pain points customers were you know bringing in not only the data size but the new use cases also like increasing need of using data lakes and querying uh, you know data in open formats on s3 then also having a need to scale the storage independently of the compute because the data size was growing their size of the workload itself was also growing because the analytics as a use case was growing big time so they needed something elastic and also they wanted to to uh, you know query external data sources like amazon rds so to solve this problem amazon introduced you know the for to solve the data on s3 amazon introduced uh, amazon redshift spectrum then to have scalable storage amazon introduced Amazon Redshift RA3 nodes and to be elastic in nature so that it can support various kinds of, you know, workloads. We introduced concurrency scaling and also, you know, to, to query other uh, databases, we had federated queries. Now, beyond that, we, we still, you know, as we move towards, you know, more closer to 2020, there was a need to query data without having data movement like i wanted you know to to share my data with my partners basically then so to solve that problem uh, redshift introduced data sharing then there was machine learning usage was growing so there was a need to provide easy way for uh, users you know especially folks who are used to sql not to the ml so much there was a need to provide them an easy way to do machine learning. So Amazon Redshift introduced Amazon ML, where you could, you know, create and train the models from inside Redshift itself. Then we also wanted to make Redshift more easily accessible to the users on day-to-day -day basis. So they needed like the simplified query uh, interface for analytics. So Redshift Query Editor V2 was introduced. Then further, you know, uh, to have some uh, workload acceleration uh, without any user involvement, Redshift introduced something called as Aqua that boosts performance. And further, to, to 
subscribe to data or to sell your data because data has been produced here with with uh, you know lot of value uh, providing insights into the into the data sets uh, redshift provided a means to share the data with aws exchange so that the data sets were available on the marketplace so users can subscribe it or even you know third party data sellers can use amazon data exchange to sell their data uh, so that it can be easily consumed on on amazon redshift and finally here we are you know that we further want to make this very easy for our users not having to think about infrastructure and getting started within few seconds so that you know they don't have to worry about managing the the infrastructure managing the data warehouse or uh, tuning the data warehouse or trying to you know manually scale them up or trying to you manually pause them down we are introducing amazon redshift serverless which exactly solves the problem that i mentioned users will not have to think about the node types user will not have to think about hey what is the capacity i need user will not have to think about when i need to scale it up your workload can be varying it can be spiky or you can add more users so if there is a requirement of more compute it will automatically scale it will detect that hey there is a need to allocate more resources to the workload so that it can consistently perform better and provide you the required throughput it will automatically scale and users will not have to worry about paying it for all the time this is a pay as you go model you only pay when you use it so basically as a customer as a user you will only pay when you are actively using and running your workload on the system if the system is idle there won't be any charge so this brings a lot of cost savings and a great price performance for for aws redshift customers that is very powerful to decouple and or separate the compute from the storage for that flexibility, which is brilliant, and to allow users to monetize their uh, data, which is really cool as well. And just want to go back to one of those evolution around you know markets. So, what are some of the market factors that also led to this evolution upside of like the compute needs? So you know, data warehousing workloads are growing at a very rapid pace, right? I mean, it's just exponentially growing. And users want to focus on their mission critical business objectives. They don't want it to think too much about, hey, I need, you know, eight compute nodes or I, I need to scale it at a particular time during my peak workload. And then to save the cost, I want to reduce the node or I don't want to get involved into, you know, the tuning activities. Like, say, for example, a startup company who have limited amount of resources, they don't have IT staff typically, you know. Or minimal IT staff that are handling large amounts of business application. And similarly, for larger organizations also, their IT staff is typically now managing large amounts of IT infrastructure. So they, they want to shed this burden off of managing the data warehouse infrastructure, trying to tune them, trying to be elastic. So these are some of the pain points. They just want to focus on the business objective, very quickly able to get insights from your data 
So to solve that problem and to make it very, very easy for a diverse set of our customers and personas like data scientists, business users, data analysts, we have introduced Amazon Redshift Serverless where users will not have to think about any of the maintenance operations, any type of capacity. They can quickly load their business data, application data, and start getting insights within a few seconds and minutes. So that's what the real problem we are solving with Amazon Redshift Serverless. Gotcha. And I know some of my customers who use Redshift today, it can be challenged for them to manage the right size uh, node, like using RA3 or DC2, or you know, for their um, clusters to help optimize their data processing and storage, especially managing you know processing in peak times, and then it goes back to idle time. So it sounds like the serverless does manage that, as you mentioned, um, for them to you know, let that basically, you know, shift more on over to AWS for that undifferentiated heavy lifting. So what are some of those additional challenges or pain points do the customers who currently use Redshift today when they use serverless for? So the the additional challenges is the operational burden. So as you rightly mentioned, you know, today they have to go during peak hours they have to manually allocate more resources or compute nodes, right? And then when the peak load goes away, they have to, you know, manually shrink it down either by elastic resize or or any other means that is available to the customers. So that's one operational challenge. And if uh, think about it, if you have, you know, a large number of instances, there is more operational load. Not only that, when they are idle, completely idle, they still pay for what they have provisioned. So either they have to manually go and pause it or, and then also the reverse way is true, when they are active, they have to go and manually resume it or they will have to script around. So this becomes an operational burden on on the customer that the focus shifts from the business objectives to the operational objectives. So Redshift has taken this pain into consideration and Redshift serverless solves this pain because it detects automatically when the workload needs to scale. So there is something called as Redshift processing units. That's the resource that customer gets when they think about Redshift serverless that automatically scales. Redshift serverless is intelligent. It uses machine learning. It detects the pattern of the workload. It knows when to scale that Redshift processing units and provide more resources to the workload to get consistent and the best throughput out of the system. And also when the workload is reduced or idle, it shrinks back the RPU as needed. So basically it is intelligent in nature. It it has automated this entire process. So that's the scaling part. Now the idle part, when you're idle, so first here, as I mentioned, that it's a pay-as-you-go model. If the workload is not active, you are not actively running queries, 
we do not charge. Amazon Redshift serverless does not charge. The charge, the metering is based on per second basis. So if you are not active, let's say for 300 seconds, we will not charge for the 300 seconds. And then if the system a workload is idle, Amazon Redshift automatically pauses the deployment that, that you have. You can become active anytime and within few seconds, Amazon Redshift serverless automatically becomes active. So the control is completely with our customers. It solves this operational burden challenges and lets the user focus on really the business objectives. So it's really, truly moving towards a more plug and play with a Redshift serverless with also some cost optimization too, as well as it, you know, as it automatically scales out and in based on usage and detection from that machine learning, right? Uh, we do expect customers to have, uh, you know, a cost savings. We are offering it at great price performance and we do expect to see customers get a lot of value out of Amazon Redshift serverless. Super cool. That's awesome. So why do you think Redshift Serverless is a good fit to tackle the challenges in data today? So as mentioned, you know, um, first of all, analytics use cases are growing. Okay. The data is exponentially increasing. And with the digital transformation that's going around, more and more analytics use cases are needed by our customers. And not only that, but they want to expand the easy access to different personas. Okay, like business users, they are more focused on the business rather than IT. They are skilled in, in their business part, but not IT, right? So we want them to access this data and get the value out of it and get insights very quickly. Or Let's say for uh, a data analyst who wants to do, you know, machine learning can quickly go out, create the machine learning models inside Redshift right now and get the value out of it. So Redshift serverless makes it very simple to get started for various types of personas and various types of customers across the industry and geographies. and without having to worry about any of the IT needs behind the scene, Redshift Serverless takes care of it at a great price performance. So not only it is intelligent, but expanding the, the scope of the users, expanding the scope of the use cases. For example, now for your data lake queries, we have enhanced VPC routing. So the traffic between customer VPC and Amazon S3 never leaves their own VPC because it flows through the EVR now, the enhanced VPC routing. And that expands the use case here. Earlier, another use case, earlier folks were not able to run large or complex queries if they were under provision because they always have to provision a particular size earlier. So it was harder for them if a workload would come suddenly a large uh, complex queries will come which requires more compute power. 
now redshift serverless will automatically scale up and you will be able to easily solve that particular scenario so these are some of the unique value that redshift serverless is going to provide to our users and the beauty here is if you are an existing customer of redshift there are practically no changes required for you to use amazon redshift serverless if you are a new user you can quickly get started in less than few minutes you can have an instance of amazon redshift serverless on the cloud again you do not have to think about hey what is my going to be size what i'm going to pay for it no you don't have to think about it you provision it and you load your data or connect your application and start using it and get the insights you can track your cost you can control your cost as well there are ways to set limits on amazon redshift serverless so you don't overspend here and this way you meet your performance sls as well as the business objectives that your organization has set so that's the value that amazon redshift serverless brings in so truly empowering the business users and team to help them drive their business outcome with data at scale. So that's, that's really awesome. So last question I have for you is, what is the one thing that you want to leave the customers with and how do they get started? The one thing I really want my customers, users to, to think about is Redshift Serverless is extremely easy to use. It delivers consistently high performance at the lowest possible cost. You can get started today within a few seconds. If you go to your AWS console and within a few seconds, go to the Redshift service console from the AWS console, you can start a Redshift serverless trial. And to provide benefits to our users, we do offer them redshift serverless credits free of cost so each aws account gets 300 free aws redshift serverless to try out amazon redshift serverless so i would highly encourage my customers to go and try amazon redshift serverless and see how easy it is to use it and experience themselves that's really, really awesome. So thank you for that. Um, so Ashish, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day and have fun with Amazon Redshift Serverless. Thank you. And as always, we'd love to get your feedback. There is a link in the show notes to submit feedback. And until next time, keep on building.